When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. In this episode, we have the very wonderful Davina DeCampo. And you know you're dealing with someone special when they dress up in full drag costume for a FaceTime recording. I think that's the sort of commitment I doubt I'll ever have. Anyway, if you enjoy it, please like and subscribe. And if you're feeling really kind, please rate and give us a review. And now, here's Desert Island Dicks with Davina DeCampo. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is drag queen and singer Davina DeCampo. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Really good. I'm very excited to be marooned on an island very shortly (laughs) with possibly the worst things in the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you're looking incredible today, as always, of course. Well, I mean, I know that not everybody can see how beautiful I look, um, but obviously I'm stunning. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, well, the effort is, uh, I mean, you look, as I say, look amazing. Um, And how did you find it uh, whittling down your choices today? Um, Number three was more difficult than the rest, I think, just because there's, you know, certain characters on the the international stage who are particularly foul um, mm. and you would rather gouge your own jugular out than sit with them for more than about <laughs> four and a half minutes. Um, and then the other bits... Well, actually, one of them I haven't come up with quite yet. Okay. Um, but you know, maybe that's going to pop into my head while we while we chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I was going to say that uh, obviously um, in the in the the drag world, I mean, it seems like it would be quite fiercely competitive. Did any sort of names from from that world make it on there? Um, no. Um, but maybe people who talk about things within the drag world. Okay. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right then. Well, let's get straight into it. Who's going to be your first choice for the island? Well, I feel like this person will have been named more than once on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be Piers Morgan. <laughs> you would be right in your assumption. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Piers. I just I partly because he's so. Um, opinionated about so many things of which he has very little understanding um, and then partly because I'm I'm pretty sure he'd be almost useless in any <laughs> off-terrain uh, situation so uh, he'd just spend the entire time arguing with you telling you that you're doing it wrong and having no idea what the right way to do it is in the first place yeah I feel like he's the sort of poster boy for mansplaining and, and patronising yeah and and actually just not being that well um, equipped with 
knowledge. Mm. You know, he's very good at, at shouting over people about why they're wrong about something. But very rarely is he actually capable of explaining what what the right way is or, you know, why. Mm. And I, I feel like for him, just sort of arguing would just be like, it's his kind of weird, perverse sport, isn't it? So even if, you know, you were, you did somehow find yourself get, getting along okay, he'd probably just want to just needle away at you just, just for his own pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it sort of comes across to me. as. A lot of it with him is it feels like a character, you know, he's playing a caricature mm. of himself. Um, but still, I, could, I just couldn't be arsed with that, dear. <laughs> I'd, I'd drown him. <laughs> But I think, you know, you're right about the sort of pantomime villain character thing, but it's not a sort of, I don't know, you know, you get villains in films who kind of at least have a bit of charm or panache or sort of something about them, whereas he, he, there's no grace or elegance or anything to him. He's he's just a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not, you know, with the, all the panto villains, it's very nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I'm actually a nice person. Mm. And those are always the people who make the best panto villains because you you know, you know that they're not actually like that, but for that moment in time, you can buy into it. Whereas because his entire persona revolves around being this um, overcooked pork substitute sausage, <laughs> um, then it's very difficult to find what is likeable in there. Yeah, and I think any decisions that you make, he's going to take against or sort of try and... I can imagine him trying to corral the others against you and you you just want to sort of group up and find water or something. He'd just make it really hard work, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's the fact of it. <laughs> and, I mean, have you have you ever had any dealings with him? Or I mean, obviously he's very vocal on social media and things like that. Yeah, no, not personally. I've never, I've never you know, had anything personally with him. Um, it's just... I, I think that he, uh, like you say, he's the poster boy for the the mansplainer and the the ignorant boomer. <laughs> um, but he he also uh, has a tendency to uh, dismiss a lot of things, which actually are, are really important. And mm. um, he's just a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm always meaning to sort of go through every episode that we've done and, and sort of get a big spreadsheet of who's been on it the most. And I, I haven't managed to do that yet, but I do think he might be in the lead. Yeah. And and with good reason. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, just useless. Uh, I imagine, if nothing else, he's probably quite fatty. So, like, if you needed to eat someone, he's probably quite soft. Yeah. You know, he's not not sinewy and hard. He hasn't worked out, you know. Just imagine carrying all of that around in your body. That's not going to do, you know, your musculature and tissues any good, is it? It's going to be like eating a piece of shoe leather. A fatty, fatty shoe. Yeah. How did you get to be fatty and tough at the same time? <laughs> yeah, well, very good choice. And um, any more on Piers Morgan before we move on? No, I, I think, you know... Probably myself and everybody else has covered him in exactly what, <laughs> what he deserves. <laughs> which is bile, you know, which is uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, OK, uh, Davina, who would be your second dick? This is like Piers Morgan, but um, in a dress. It's Katie Hopkins. <laughs> OK, yes, yes. She's now, like, before... Before all of this, if you looked at any of her output on social media, um, 
she's become a real not alt right because I don't think that's a thing. I think that's a lie. There is no alt right. It's no alternative. It's still just far right. (laughs) 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 We're not talking about neoliberalism. We're talking about Nazis. That's what we're talking (laughs) about, isn't it? Yeah. In fact, it's the old right. Yeah, exactly. Um, So she's very much that now. And like in the 80s, we had shock jocks, didn't we? Mm. They were like a real big thing in the the 80s. These people who'd go on the radio and just say things to be outrageous. And um, and I, I think Piers Morgan operates in that way. But I think Katie Hopkins believes a lot of what she spews. Mm. And I think that's what makes her much more insidious. It's not just about spewing uh, rubbish out, you know, things to shock people and, and make conversation. Actually, it's uh, it's become more of an ingrained point of view in her. You know, whereas I feel like Piers is still a, a panto villain and playing that role. I don't feel like Katie Hopkins is playing that at all anymore. At the beginning, I did. I, mm. I thought she was just, you know, saying these things to get attention. But now, actually, I I feel uh, I feel differently. Partly because, did you see um, the little YouTube video that was done where they took her out for the, the award ceremony? Yes. That wasn't really an award. Yeah. Yes. With that particular slogan behind her. Um, uh, well, she is. She doesn't know that she's being filmed at that point. Mm. She's unaware that there are any cameras. And then some of the more disgusting things that she could have said, that's when she says them. Right. When she isn't aware that the cameras are on, which make, is what makes me think that actually she is just a despicable human being. Mm. <laughs> Because it, it's sort of weird, isn't it? Because you kind of think, what's worse? Is it if you if you actually believe these things or if you're just saying them for effect? And I kind of think they're sort of both as bad as each other. I mean, you're getting to the same point via a different route, isn't it? And it, there's no... Yes. I mean, at least if you were sort of born and raised one way, you'd maybe have an excuse like you knew no better. I mean, that's a pretty flimsy I mean, excuse, but I mean... Yeah, I'm, I'm only down with that excuse up to the age of about 24. I think not even that, I mean... <laughs> yeah, but if you've got to 24 and you haven't grown out of that stuff, you're never going to. It's not about the people that you're around or who you grew up with. Mm. It's about you. Yeah. You know, at that stage, you are a fully realised human being. There, there's no one else to blame at that point. You are exactly what you are. Yeah. And you have to take you have to take the onus for that. And uh, again, just like Piers, she would be busy telling you that you're doing it wrong while doing jack all herself because her yeah. uh, her experience is in management, managerial roles, and we all know that managers sit around and do fuck all themselves while telling everybody else how to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, because, I mean, God, she, you know, she became famous from The Apprentice. I mean, having anyone from The Apprentice on the island would be bad enough, but, like, having uh, a racist Apprentice contestant. Yeah. I think you're right, though. Like, it felt like for a while she was just playing a pantomime villain and then just sort of got lost in it somewhere. Like, you know, like, when you sort of see those films, but there's an undercover cop and they sort of get too immersed in things, you know? Yeah, she's actually been turned. She's been flipped, you know, because she went from sitting on the sofa talking about children's names Mm. to then spewing bile about people's religion, about their race, about their ethnicity, about their sexuality, about their gender. You know, the list just goes on and on and on and on about who she's vilifying. (laughs) 
And how did you get there from going, well, you know, people who name their children mm. after places are ridiculous. And then, of course, got pointed out <laughs> that their own child is called India. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid cow. <laughs> also, I mean, it feels weird that someone who hates anyone who's non-white would name their child after a nation of brown people. Well, you know, probably because, you know, it's one of the good old colonies. <laughs> yeah. We owned all of India, yeah. ransacked it, destroyed their economy. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, she would be making Piers Morgan look like the moderate on the island, wouldn't she? I mean, you'd you'd go to Piers for a break from her, I think, which is a very, very sad state. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there's nowhere, there would be nowhere to go from there. That's the thing. You'd be stuck with the pair of them. And mm. what are you going to do from there, this, apart from kill them? Yeah, someone's got to die. <laughs> Either you or them, but... Someone's going down. Someone here has got to die. And it's not going to be me. <laughs> I mean, you've got some pretty long nails, I imagine. So, I mean, that's going to come in handy on the island. Yeah, but I'm also one of seven. So, you know, you grow up <laughs> learning how to yeah. handle yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in no doubt about that. <laughs> um, okay, and uh, for your third choice. Um, so, this would be... Uh, somebody who probably would talk about drag race stuff, Perez Hilton. Okay, right. He was on. He was also on Celebrity Big Brother. Mm. Um, I don't think it wasn't the same year as Hopkins. I don't think, uh, but also an equally dreadful human being. Somebody who has um, caused innumerable problems for various people um, by spreading malicious gossip and tittle-tattle, um, most of it which had no basis, in fact. And he's just... What you saw on Celebrity Big Brother he, was that he was just an out-and-out an out awful human. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean... Oh, this is I mean, giving me shivers, just the amount of these people that you've put together. I mean, you're doing a really good job. I know. But, I mean, so they're, they're just all sort of stirring each other up aren't they I mean I can just imagine and also just the the level of one-upmanship and it would just be terrible yeah and it would I mean it would be a sort of battle royale of the far right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'd just have to go and hide and leave them to kill each other yeah and then I'd just have to get rid of the last one <laughs> because just like in Highlander there can be only one <laughs> <laughs> The trouble is, I think, with these three, though, it's sort of... I think, because they're all so much bluster and talk, I don't think anyone would ever get round to that. I think they enjoy the oxygen of it so much that they wouldn't... They'd never sort of draw the knife first, you know. They'd just go round and round and round, getting worse and worse. I think you're going to have to do it. Yeah, I mean, that is quite possible. Um, because, actually, you know, most of them, when they're in a a, a solo situation, can be quite... Uh, charming and mm. uh, amenable you know they can come across as quite decent people and then you actually look at what the the other bits that make them up and how they behave and you realize actually that they're foul and <laughs> um, so yeah you're probably right it it would be left to me for the for the good of humanity mm. obviously yeah of course to, to have rid of them a public service <laughs> <laughs> And um, so Perez Hilton, I mean, sort of, is there any specific standout things that you can think of that have 
have been beyond the pale. No, he's just he's just foul, just really awful. Just and it's there isn't any one thing that is worse than any other. He's just dreadful. Um and that's that you know, that's what it is when they when there is no standout thing where you can go, God, that was really bad what they did there. Actually every mm. single thing that they do is just hideous. Uh, you know, I, I think probably like I said, I'd be doing a public service. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think sort of around these people, I mean, I mean, before we got to the sort of homicide level, do you think, I mean, would you be able to sort of, would, would you be able to hold back or? Yeah, well, I mean, it would depend on how they behave. That's the thing. You know, maybe it would be an opportunity for um, teaching them how how best to behave rather than, rather than anything else, you know what I mean? So it would be about teaching them where they've, where they've gone wrong and what they should be doing instead of vilifying various other people they should actually be, um, you know, trying to use their platform for good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but of course, then we're stuck on a, a desert island so they don't have a platform except yeah. for, to me, really. And each other. Well, I think, though, however far you got with them, if you were ever rescued, they'd just revert back straight back to type, I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right, they would. So, you know, for the good of humanity, I will do it. Back to plan A. (laughs) 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 Okay. Now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Well, so my absolute least favourite food is uh, broad beans. Okay, yeah, broad beans. Yeah. They're one of those things... I don't know if they're anyone's favourite, are they? And you start, I wonder why they still exist. Yeah, well, I don't know. My mum absolutely loves a broad bean. Really? Used to put it in stews and on your... Oh, God, they're just hideous. <laughs> they're, like, sour. They're hard. They're, the skin on them is, like, tough. It doesn't... You can't chew them properly. They're just disgusting. Everything about them is disgusting. And, like... When they're cooked, you know, they go from a sort of normal green colour to a sort of green pustular shape (laughs) instead of being like a normal bean or pea or, you know, they just, they end up looking really insipid and ill. They look like they're just filled full of pus and then they taste like sour old toenails. (laughs) They're just absolutely disgusting. Everything about them is foul. (laughs) They're one of those. I, I remember seeing a cooking show, and it was one something like Hugh Fernley Whittingstall or something. You know that cooking shows? They always do that thing where they go, "Oh, you've told me that you don't like this food. Well, let's see if we can change your mind." So I'm going to put loads of other shit with it, and then you're going to try it, and you're going to go, "Oh, yeah, actually, that's all right." And you just think, "Well, all right, if you've put everything else with it, then maybe that's not as bad as it was, but it's still not nice. You haven't really sold it to me, and maybe just pick another bean, you know." There's enough beans, yeah, aren't there? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is a whole world full of beans. <laughs> Choose from them. Let's let's just leave the broad beans in the past. <laughs> I can imagine a spin-off for uh, Davina's World of Beans where you know <laughs> <laughs> It's um it's actually a new fun fair attraction. Yeah, you know. Dare you enter. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and does your mum still serve them up if you go around for tea? No, um, thankfully not. 
Uh, although I don't think it would stop her um, if the mood came upon her. But I, I feel like the mood has not come upon my mother to cook broad beans for a while, which I'm glad of. And of this awful food, is there an absolute worst type? I mean, tinned or fresh? Or, uh, is there a worst of the worst? No, I think I think broad beans just generally are pretty disgusting, however they are. Mm. Um, the dried ones, the fresh ones, tinned ones, they're all just gross, aren't mm. they? And why anybody would still be farming them, I have no idea. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange how you can get that sort of bitterness into them. It's like, who bred that in and thought... Yeah. Who thought, yeah, that really bitter flavour, that's it. That's what I want. Mm. That's what I'd like next to me Sunday roast. Way come on. <laughs> Bit of broad bit. <laughs> Absolutely sick. No way. So I've got an image of old farmers in the olden days, you know, farming their beans, and one comes up and he's like, "Lads, try this one. I've got a new, I've got a new kid on the block here." And everyone's like, "Oh, John, I don't know, mate." And he's like, "Wait, you, know, you plough your own furrow, literally." But they'd be all going, "Yeah, really good, John. That's it. That's a great bean." Idiot! What an idiot! Wouldn't they? <laughs> John Broad. That was one less competitor in the market. Well, probably mm. that was probably who it was, wasn't yeah. it? John Broad. <laughs> He's got a lot to answer for. He can get in the bin with the rest of them. <laughs> and what what drink would you be washing this down with? So this might be a bit contentious for lots of people, um, but tequila. Mm. Yeah. I hate the taste of tequila. I absolutely hate it. If if it was a colour, it would be brown. <laughs> That's what it would be. Yeah. And not the kind of, you know, nice, loamy, earthy brown. It would be that sick, when you've got a really poorly stomach brown. <laughs> it would be that gravy train brown. <laughs> the, the chicken soup of explosive diarrhoea brown. <laughs> that would be the colour it would be. It's just so disgusting. And the, the stuff that it's made out of also is horrible. Agave. Mm. We've got some in the garden. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was aloe vera because mm. they look quite similar. Yeah. Um, it's not aloe vera, and if you do ever have to cut down any agave in your garden, make sure you're wearing gloves. I didn't, and it has these tiny spores in the sap, which are like fiberglass that get inside your skin oh, and they man. cause dermatitis so I had dermatitis on my hands for a full month itchy as hell and then for a full year afterwards it can just happen at any point just reoccur ding there you are wow. you've got your dermatitis back um so it's awful it's the flavor of tequila is disgusting and the plant that it's made out of is foul absolutely horrible <laughs> That's incredible. I didn't know that much about the agave plant. Every day's a school day. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it's sort of like invented by like tough Mexican cowboys. It was probably like a bet, wasn't it? It's like, do you dare drink the thing? You know, I've got the most in, you know, the most vicious plant out there, and I've made booze from it. Who wants some? And you went, yeah, yeah come on, absolutely. And and it's got these massive uh, spines on it as well that properly rip into your skin as well you know they they're hooked and so they claw into your skin when you're handling the leaves of it oh man it's awful it's a horrible thing i think that tequila is one of those love it or hate it. it's very marmite like that isn't it i mean yeah i think there was a time i really enjoyed it but if you've been sick off it once that's it there's no coming back ever i think 
Yeah, which was, you know, very much the same for me with various other spirits, but not tequila. Tequila mm. is the one which I've never, ever enjoyed, ever. Mm. I don't really tend to do shots that much because I'm a grown-up and um, <laughs> like every sort of... <laughs> Every, every few years on my birthday, someone will go, "Oh, do you want to, you know, do you want a shot?" And I'm like, "No, just get me a, just get me a normal drink." Yeah. And then someone will go, "Here's a tequila," and they'll put it in my hand. And I'll go, "Well, it's been three or four years. Maybe it's okay now." And I'll throw it back, and it's like my body rejects it. It's not even like I can't even physically get it down. My throat just closes up. It's like, "Oh no, you don't get out of here." Exactly. And you know, and it's all right. it's okay if you're outside in a you know, pub garden or something. You can spit it into a flower pot, <laughs> but like. There's been times I've been round a big table and I'm like, because uh, uh, I can't, I can't do anything with this. I'm going to yeah. die now. This is how I, this is how it ends on my birthday. <laughs> In a pub garden because of a shot of tequila. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Quite the gravestone. <laughs> the epitaph readeth. Yeah. <laughs> And on a desert island as well, when it's really hot and like just to have that to drink. I mean, Christ. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the thing, you die quite quickly from dehydration as well. Yeah. yeah. Also, people say it's quite a feisty drink, don't they? It's like you, people get quite riled up on it. It's like one of those drinks like Stella that sort of seems to make people go mad. And the three people that you've already picked, sending them mental on tequila. Yeah, probably not a great plan. <laughs> I Probably what I would have to do is I would have to feed them the broad beans, mm. then leave... And leave them a, a crate of tequila, mm. and I'd have to run away and hide while they kill each other. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a sound plan. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got to be suspicious of a drink where, like, eating raw lemon afterwards is a relief. Yeah, and salt. Yeah, <laughs> how did this happen? Where you going to go? Oh, thank God, lemon, <laughs> and you just bite into a chunk of lemon <laughs> for relief. You know, when normally that would be a practical joke if you ate some lemon, you'd be like, oh, God, this is awful. But it's like a sweet, sweet relief. Yeah. I, got, I mean, and then the idea that you would put a, a dead worm in the bottom of it <laughs> and then you would eat that dead worm this... because that would be so full of it. Yeah. <sighs> Absolutely not. This is just what makes me think it's like it was just invented as like who's got the biggest dick sort of Mexican drinking game for cowboys. But it doesn't translate to the real world. Like it's all good when you're in the desert and you're lonely and you want to see who's tough enough. But, for, you know, I just want to go for a drink. Exactly. I don't want to fight with the drink itself. <laughs> or any. Uh, I don't really want to fight with anybody around me, to be honest. I just want to have a nice time. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Okay, so tequila and broad beans. Very good. Yeah, tequila, the drink of brown. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Davina, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? Well, I've been really struggling with what my least favourite film of all time is. Um, because, um, you know, even when they're terrible, there's usually something to find in a film that is joyous. Um, so that's the, the thing that I've struggled with most. Mm. I think probably uh, it would be one of the Saw films. Any of one, two or three. Mm. Um, because all three of those films made me violently sick. <laughs> 
Um, as in, I had to leave the cinema, run to the toilet, actually be sick, and then have wow. those flushes of sickness afterwards where you have to lie down on a cold floor, which, of course, is the men's toilets. <laughs> um, so I'm lying on the men's toilets, tiled, piss-covered floor because I feel so sick. So probably one of the Saw films from the beginning would be my choice. I mean, I'm just curious how you saw all of them in the cinema if you had that reaction. I mean, mean, I'm almost impressed. (laughs) Well, my my husband is particularly um, sardonic and really does enjoy um, tormenting me. (laughs) So I was forced under duress to go and watch these films uh, and he's just going you're so weak you're so weak and i'm like <laughs> horrible i mean i've never made it past the trailer for these films so i mean you know you've got a stronger stomach than me well the thing is after three they seem to be less bad okay. you know less um traumatic less of a because tra- there's about 700 of them i think so um and we've been to see nearly all of them at the cinema. Wow. Why? Who knows? I don't know. That makes you a very good partner if you're standing by your husband. You know, you're still going to accompany him. I mean, that's dutiful. Yeah, well, I mean, we were still early in the relationship. I was still trying to please. (laughs) Now, not so much. (laughs) So, you know, whether I I would go and do it again, I'm not sure. Probably not. But... Only time will tell, I guess. Yeah. Is there a particular one of the the first three or we're just going to bundle them all up and give you a box set to take with you? Oh, my goodness. If it was a box set, that really would be the absolute worst. Um, I think it was in two. I think it was in Saw 2 where she jumps in. She has to jump in a a sort of pool uh, full of needles. Um, Right. And she's told that they're... uh, they're all infected right. with various things. Um, that one was pretty bad. Yeah, that does sound pretty bad. But all, th- all the first three are really a lot. They're a lot. Is it weird of me that I just, when I hear things like this, I mean, I feel disgusted and repulsed, but I also think, this killer, how much time would it take to fill up a pool full of, I mean, like, <laughs> where are you getting your resources? I mean, obviously now it's lockdown and everyone's struggling to find face masks and rubber gloves. But like, where'd you get them all? Because, I mean, Amazon are going to be asking questions after the first couple of pallets, aren't they? Yeah, you'd think, couldn't you? Unless you were <laughs> running a diabetics clinic or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> nice. That yeah. could do it. Yeah, you've done the workings out. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what would be your what would be your song? Um, okay, so again, lots of people won't like that I've chosen this, um, but uh, I just I hate it. Um, Cardi B's Bodak Yellow. <laughs> I just cannot stand it. Just the words, the fact there's no proper tune. It doesn't feel... I, I just... Everything about it, I hate it. I hate it. It feels like uh, a year 10 rap project to me. You know, that's <laughs> what it feels like. That's the level of artistry in there for me. Um, it's just the same cliches and um, 
phrases and rhymes that everybody has used a million times before in the past and somehow somehow she's been peddled to you know superstardom she's mm. amazingly successful um but from from what feels like really poor quality dumbed down music to me mm. i feel like uh Whenever I talk about modern hip hop, it makes me feel like a really old man because I used to love hip hop when I was like, <laughs> sort of up to like my mid twenties, and I still like what I used to like then. But when I, I don't understand new hip hop, and I'll be talking to someone, I'm like, "But they just say the same word over and over again. There's no style anymore. What's happened to the What's happened to the lyricism?" And like nothing makes me sound like a boring old sort of like you know hip hop snob than the sort of new stuff. I just don't really get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I've never ever I. Hands are straight up in the air here. I am not and never have been a massive fan of hip-hop. It's just not what works for me at all. I find it really misogynistic. I find it really homophobic. Mm. It's transphobic. There's so much racial stereotyping in it. I feel like a lot of it is driven by white men in grey suits. Um, You know, put more of that in there because it'll sell better rather than actually, you know, um, not, but there is lots of hip hop artists out there who make amazing work that is good and I do enjoy, but there's just certain elements of it that I just find really problematic. Um, and uh, that to me encapsulates all of those problems in that it's, it's just really base that, you know, it's really base um, intelligence. I've got loads of money. I've got great stuff. Look at my wig. It cost a lot of money. You better know it cost a lot of money. It cost a lot of money. Lots of money. Lots of money. <laughs> and I just think, well, you know, there's, there's, it's boring, yeah. mate. It's boring. Yeah, I kind of get it when there's sort of like a bit of bragging when it's sort of early on in the career because it's like, right, I've just made a bit of money. I'm feeling quite good. And after a while when it's like Jay-Z and it's basically a shopping list every time, it's like you've been this shopping list for 20 years now. I don't need it. You know, I know you're richer than me. Like, that's the point. Like, stop rubbing it. It's just, it's just rude. Yeah. But at this point, she wasn't richer than anybody else. You know, it's that fake it till you make it thing, which is great that she's made it. And I'm really mm. happy for her that she's, you know, where she is now. That's great. Um, but I just, it just, it plays into all of those really obvious stereotypes of hip hop music that I think can just be better. You know, it's the same with pop music. It's the same with anything. You don't have to play right at the bottom. It can just be better. Yeah. But, I mean, on the other side, surely you can sympathise with someone spending a lot of money on a wig. Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) You're sitting here looking at it. You can tell I haven't spent a lot of money on a wig. I think you look fantastic. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, I did this one myself. Okay. Uh, And that's the thing. That's, you know, I feel... Uh, as an artist, I have a responsibility to also make some of my own art. Okay, fair um, enough. So, yeah. So Bodak Yellow is absolutely the one for me that I just... I, that would be the thing that would make me kill myself. <laughs> I could cope with all the rest of it. But if I was forced to what listen to to that for the rest of my life, I would kill myself. Because <laughs> there's not... It's, it's that base thing, you know, there's not enough in it mm. for me to even sit there and go, there's new stuff for me to appreciate each yeah. time. You know, there's stuff that you miss. There isn't. It's all there. 
that's it. It used to sort of be based on old funk samples and soul jams, and, and now it's just, it feels like there's no music there. It's just all so stripped down. And this is the point where I've become a really boring old man about it. <laughs> so you well, can hear it happening, can't you? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and lots of the stuff that I listened to as a 15, 16, 17 year old was dreadful. Mm. You know, I absolutely adored Steps. <laughs> I'm going to put my hands up and say, yes. Vanessa Amorosi, I am your biggest fan. Uh, but this stuff, it, there's no... I want something with a melody, and there's no mm. melody at all. For three and a half minutes, no, that is not it. <laughs> I am absolutely not down with that at all. That's the kind of, you know, it's that thing you'd be dreaming about, it'd be creeping in your sleep going... You'd be like, ah, my brain! You know, absolutely mental by the time you... You'd had even a day full of that would make me insane. It sounds quite sinister as well. I can imagine you about to kill the three people you've put on the island with that as the backdrop, <laughs> with Saw on a TV screen going somewhere. I mean, it's like, I mean, visually, you know, like you're really setting it up there. <laughs> Killed by a tin of broad beans. That's what would. That's what would happen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Which animal is the biggest dick of all the animals? Well, I think probably the worst animal that there is, is, um, you know, I think it's flies. Flies, yeah. Of all the animals, it's flies. They don't really serve any purpose apart from to spread disease and shit and sick on your food. Mm. You don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) And also the baby version of most animals is quite cute, but the baby version of them is maggots. And that's, I mean, that's horrendous. Just gross. Absolutely minging. And they're annoying. They buzz all around your head, get like land on your face Mm. with their hairy little legs and try and, and then they sick on your face to try and eat you and leave all kinds mm. of crud all over. Like, no, I'm not into it at all. Absolutely not. And it doesn't matter whether they're big or they're small, just flies in general are gross. Like the little black flies that, you know, you've left your mop for a couple of days and it's a bit wet <laughs> and then the black flies come out of it, minging. Blue bottles, absolutely gross. Mm. Absolutely disgusting. Not into it. Flies, get rid. They feel like they're designed by, you know, they were designed by a higher power to be a real dick. You know, it's like, what do you eat? Shit. You know, what are your young maggots? It's like, you couldn't design it worse. Like, how would you make... You couldn't tweak it to make it any worse. It is already pretty bad. No. And what's your main role in... What's your main function in the world? I don't know. Yeah, something to do with decay. Don't know. Just <laughs> symbol of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who needs a Who needs a role? I don't need a reason to be here. I just am. <laughs> Let me remind you that I am by tickling your face, and sticking on you, and shitting on your food. Perfect. <laughs> oh, horrendous! Oh, I mean, you've you've done a good job here today um i mean 
I feel sorry for you because the world you've created is horrendous, Tamina. But um, you know, you you've taken the ball and firmly run with it. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much. Um, now, Tamina, obviously, um, it, we know we're in lockdown at the minute. But where can we where can we see and hear more from you? Well, I'm all over the place. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Um, Facebook, all of those places. It's all Divina De Campo, which is D-I-V-I-N-A, De Campo. Um, and I'm also doing, I'm doing various bits and pieces, which I'm um, excited about. But if you go and have a look on social media, it's all on there and you'll be able to see what's what's going on and when. Um, I don't like to tell too many secrets. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm doing a couple of online shows, which is, is going to be good fun. Um, and then there's some other little projects in the pipeline as well. Lovely. Well, it's all very exciting. Thank you so much for being our guest today. It's been wonderful. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, love. Thank you, love.